You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. Draft day, draft day, draft day. I don't know what I came in here to today, but I've come in on a complete heel turn. Doug just throwing out prospects at me that now he likes. Yeah, that, you hear it. Really? He's been doing this for the better part of 10 minutes, 10 minutes at least doing that exact thing right there where he just shouts the guy's name a million times. Apparently, Doug is a Rui Hachimura fan now. I think the high long I think loved Rui. I think the high of draft day is getting to Doug more so than it is Nada or myself. Rui, Dewey and Louie. I'm excited about draft day, though. It is one of my favorite days of the year, the NFL draft and the NBA draft. I'm excited about both of the drafts and the NBA one is here now. I'm excited to see who the Charlotte Hornets are going to take. And um, I'm glad you're glad because yeah. I'm like nervous. Yeah, I mean, you probably should be nervous. We talked about this yesterday, but I can't help it. I get excited for the NBA draft. I just expect to be disappointed. I treat them like Lou Smith from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I just treat the draft. I treat the Horn- Hornets treat us like that. How come y'all don't love us sometimes? Rui Tootie, fresh and fruity. Oh, no. Why, Doug? Why? Fresh and fruity. I should have gone fresh and fruity there. No, you shouldn't have. This heel turn of yours is disgusting. I'm telling you, I've loved Rui Hachimura all along. Physicality. He has NBA measurables. So what? He started playing basketball at 14 years old. Who cares? That means he's high risk, high reward. This is a player you want on your team, Rui Hachimura. This is Locked On Hornets presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson, LOA. And not on Twitter at not of the scribe. Also the show handle at locked on Hornets. So I want to talk about, I guess what we're going to do tonight. I don't know what we're going to do tonight. I feel like we're kind of all over the place. We are. We will see if you promise a lot of different things that you really can't break a promise. So I I feel, I guess I don't feel bad. I thought I was going to feel bad because I have been promising a live draft show for a long time. Mm -hmm. Seemed like we might not do one. Now we are going to do one again. Kind of. Kind of a live draft. It's going to be. 30 to 45 second delay because we're not going to watch it on real cable well there's that but really so you know in the past we've done live draft shows and we've had guests and we've really made it a big deal uh this year we're going to get a little bit more informal it's you're if you're on patreon patreon.com forward slash loh we're going to provide a live feed of our studio the studio we're in right now the one we normally broadcast the show out of as all of us watch what unfolds Again, on a 30-second delay because we're all watching on Hulu. But it's going to be real informal. Uh, it's, you know, just you're just basically peeking in on us. We're going to be talking about what's going on, but it's not going to be like this. You know, it's not going to be this show where we're bouncing back and forth and we have to fill all of the seconds. I think you just said, instead of real informal, I think you accidentally said Rue informal. Rue! I, I am disgusted by both of you right now. Why Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard comparisons for Rui Hachimura. Why are you disgusted by me? What did I do? I, I don't know. You did. You're probably gonna do something that'll annoy <laughs> me. You're probably gonna do it. Doug's been doing this Rui thing for all of 15 minutes because he knows how much I hate Rui Hachimura. That's how quick things can turn when it's on NBA Draft Day, baby. Things move quick. Flippity flipper. 
We're going to talk about some scenarios again. We talked about some of the scenarios surrounding Kemba Walker a couple of days ago and just exactly what the Hornets would do in each one of those examples, whether you, who do you draft if Kemba's going to return, who do you draft if you're trying to replace him. We'll talk a little bit more about that and who they could maybe trade for uh, with the 12th overall selection. Who would they pick if they, uh, if they do indeed stay home? Also, it's my favorite thing. I've said it's my favorite thing pretty much all year long. Player hater comps are today. For me, at least. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. How are you just going to drop player hater comps on us just it's like here, that? It's here, baby. It's I, draft day. Look, we've talked about this. I talked about it. It has been talked about. Player hater comps. Because we can't do it during the live show. Because that's oh, when, man. Hate, 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 hate. Because that's when things are going to start rolling, man. I want to get people ready for the player hater comps. So what are the player hater comps for the people that did not join us last year? Player hater comps is something we stumbled upon. We were comparing Colin Sexton. He had been compared to Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. And then I said he's like Russell Westbrook except worse. Or I said like he can't shoot. He's like a light Russell Westbrook except not even that good. And then I think you came in with he's like Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and then I said I want to play That's that a game. Good one. I want to play. By me. You want to play? You decided to play that game. I want to play the NBA player hater comps. <laughs> and so we did that last year. And to bring up some examples of what we thought of last year, what at least I thought of, some of my favorites DeAndre Ayton was compared to Carl Anthony Towns, more like Carl Anthony Frowns. <laughs> Marvin Bagley was compared to Amari Stoudemire, more like Asari Stoudemire. <laughs> Uh, a couple of your favorites were Luka Doncic was compared to Ty Bleak Evans. Oh, that's so good. Uh, and also, Colin Sexton, not only Russell Worsbrook, but also Eric Soso. <laughs> Jeez, a couple of your favorites. So we're going to do that again this year. Uh, so, so, so wait, hold on. I just have a question here. What's your question? So you have all your old player hater comps just sitting around somewhere. You know what's funny is I actually am kind of known for at least on the wake-up call, for not deleting things. We had a conversation about it. Like, I don't delete my emails. So I still, on my notepad, you know how you have your notepad on yeah. your Mac. I still, on my notepad, have notes that I took from 2016. Okay, okay, okay. Another uh, it's question. A, it's a little bit of a problem. Do you have, do you, so you're telling me you probably have your third grade, second place, Little League trophy. Oh, man, I'm not going to get rid of that thing. The thing is shiny. It was a little bit bigger than I thought it was going to is uh, going to be as well. Now, it wasn't as big as my fourth grade second place soccer trophy, but it was still a pretty nice one, so I decided to hang on to it. Why? Again, wh wh why? So we got plenty of player hater comps that Nato will hopefully laugh at and not hate me as much as he does right now. Feel free to Too come late. up with some um, as you guys go on. So do we want to sprinkle these in like we usually do with these types of games, or do we want to just have one segment completely dedicated to player hater comps? Sprinkle me. Sprinkle you? All right, so I'll get us started here a little bit. And uh, how much time do we have here? So what we're doing, just because we're set up, I'm outside of the studio. I don't know the clock. Should we just go to a different segment right now? No, we got uh, seven minutes on the clock. So we got about three minutes left in this segment. Okay, so we'll maybe get to one topic. But one player hater comp I'll throw at you. Uh, and it's going to be kind of in order of the prospects, where they're going to be drafted, kind of going down at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, Darius Garland has been compared. This is one of my worst ones. Darius Garland compared to Damian Lillard. Um, what about Darius Garland more like Lamian Lillard? You're riches, better recognize. That and, was pretty good. And uh, Kobe White, he's com been compared to Jamal Murray. I'm more thinking like Jana Murray. 
The most diabolical <laughs> haters this side of the Mississippi. An older point guard he was compared to, Jamal. I'm going to compare to uh, more like a Nick Bland Exel. Oh, I was searching for that. I was really, I saw Nick Van Exel and I was searching for it. Nick Bland Exel. My God, that's good. All right. So let's move on <laughs> to at least a scenario. Um, Doug is obviously very high on Rui Hachimura. We'll get to that in the second segment, but let's run by one more. If the Hornets decide to use the 12th pick in a trade, they will look to establish future assets, get off present contracts, or land a big name like Kevin Love to entice Kimba into staying in Charlotte. Do you think that's true? It, this is a question. I don't even did I read that right? You didn't read it right. So if the Hornets decide, I don't think I don't think it's written right. No, I think you didn't read it right. If the Hornets decide to use the twelfth pick in a trade, they will look to establish future assets. Will they look to establish future assets? I don't see a will. There's a, where there's a will, there's a way. If the Hornets decide to use the 12th pick in a trade, will they look to establish future assets? There needs to be a comma in there or something. There needs to be something to break it up. Wow. It's a run You know, you're sentence. a professional. You're a radio professional, and you're just looking around the room, looking for somebody to blame. I mean, I, did you not pre-read this? No, I, mean, it's I did. Dra- it's draft day, and you're coming in with this weak sauce right now. I did. I just felt like it wasn't written correctly. I just so. want to know what if the Hornets trade out, <laughs> what are they going to trade out for? Because I really feel like they're still going to trade out. Like, I love Rui. I hope they take Rui. I've been a big Rui fan all along, and I hope they do that. But I still really feel like, despite everything we've heard, that they're going to zig when everybody thinks they're going to zag and they're going to trade out. Ah, uh, I I would. It depends on what it's for. Like, well, it, I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. It really does. It really does depend on what it's for. If we're talking about like a decent mid tier guy, then I'm not gonna be upset. If it's for someone like Bradley Beal, in the most unlikeliest of cases, I'm here for it. But if it's for Chris Paul, oh, this uh, uh, Mount Nada will erupt. So Kevin Love is a bad contract. I don't want Kevin Love on this basketball team. I understand that if you sign Kimba Walker, you need to get an all-star, and so Kevin Love is the name that's been most talked about. Big name. It, it seems like he's the most available. Big name. I still don't want that contract. I still don't think – I mean, how good is Kimba and Kevin to the point where they're competing for anything higher than – I mean, is that does that team get you out of the first round? Do you go to the second round with that duo? Well, you'd have to have a lot of other things go right. You'd have to have development from Bridges and mm-hmm. Bacon if you were able to – you know. Uh, keep all of those players mm-hmm. but yeah I think I mean I think they could you could dust it up in the Eastern Conference you're not you're not a conference contender but you could dust it up with Kevin Love a healthy Kevin Love and a healthy Kemba Walker I just think at this point I think Kevin Love on the wrong side of 30 who is extremely injury ridden I just it's somebody that I'm not really trying to bring on this basketball team the only name that I feel like I see yeah, but out you're there sticking with Cody Bradley Zeller Beal. who's on the other side of 30 and also injury riddled Cody Zeller's on the other side of 30 no close way. he's playing like it no his, <laughs> that's just his hairline on the, oh I'm sorry yeah you're right yeah he's 26 years old all right <laughs> yeah he just, his hairline just looks like it's 40 he's playing like he's on the other side of 30 oh uh, well if you think it's draft day baby it's <laughs> the lockdown hornets podcast presented by the lockdown podcast network we'll take a quick break we'll come back with plenty more about some of the other guys that I guess Doug is extremely high high I don't know what he's going to say in this second segment it's really kind of a crap wait, wait, wait. what's going to come out of his mouth Is that different than any other day? No, I guess it isn't. We'll talk about it all next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. 26, the new 30. This is Locked on Hornets. To start this off, we all know about LeBron and how he built a school and it got a lot of fanfare. 
by the time 2019 closes, Bismack Biombo is planning to have six. Schools. Take that, LeBron. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Seku Demboya compared to Thaddeus Young? More like Baddeus Dung? <laughs> Everybody loves a good poop joke. Got him! It's the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Thanks again for joining us here. We'll have a reaction show that will go up first on Patreon. Just again, patreon.com slash LOH. Get our immediate reactions to whatever the Hornets decide to do. We'll be dropping that tonight, and it's going to be extremely informal. I think Doug talked about some pizza being in our presence, just kind of hanging out. I don't. It, it's really going to be crazy informal. You you tried to tell me at least that there is not going to be anything structured about this. That no. literally, if you want to watch with us, we are going to be sitting on the couch, possibly not talking about anything with chips in our mouth for quite a while. And and this show is not very structured, so it's not going to be crazy different. I'm just saying this show has evolved over the past couple of years. And, and we've broken down a lot of the structure that we had built up over the years. And so I'm just saying for people who have been uh, looking forward to our draft live shows for a few years now, it's just going to be different. It's just going to be different. It only goes up from where what, what's going to happen tonight. We're, yeah. we're, we're, not, we're literally just going to be sitting on our You're going to get to see me pat my belly yeah. while, while uh, Walker goes on a rant. It, exactly. By the way, DeAndre Hunter compared to Luol Deng. Uh-huh. More like Luol Dong. Yeah. Oh, well, that was... Another poop joke. More like DeAndre Gatherer, am I right? <laughs> That's a deep cut. Hunter, right. Hunter Gatherer. Okay, so Doug, let, let's go a little bit deeper into why you like Rui Hachimura. Okay. Please. What, how, how has this happened? Because it seems like this is the second time that you've done a flip. I feel like a couple of days ago... You talked glowingly about P.J. Washington, but if you want to go back to a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I don't think you talked glowingly about P.J. Washington. What have you seen in a couple of other of these prospects that you've watched that have made you do a turn such as you have? Well, I've watched them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the big thing. Yeah. You know, when I said all of those things, uh, that, that was in early in my draft analysis and in my research, but I had to say something, so I said something, and now I'm telling you I've watched – both P.J. Washington. I think P.J. Washington would still be a boring pick at 12. One of the most boring things they could do uh, tonight would be to take P.J. Washington and then, you know, uh, somehow acquire Al Horford and let Kimball Walker walk. Like, I would literally <laughs> fall asleep on that. I'm not sleeping on the Hornets at that point. I'm literally sleeping because of the Hornets if they do something like that. That's not boring. That's just such a letdown, right? Yeah. Like, so, but I think Rui, I, I may have, like, because he was a junior, he was a little older, I may have felt like Rui Hachimura, and he had some success in college, and I may have felt like, well, Rui, here we go again, you know, the junior – the, the 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 one that has had college success. This is not an exciting pick. And then I started doing a little research into him and and his his uh, you know entry into basketball at age fourteen. How offensively versatile he is. How physical he is. How intense he is. That's the impression that I get from Hachimura when I watch him play. Is this dude is going to do anything it takes to win a basketball game? And I don't think that the Kawhi Leonard comparisons are that far off. And, and because it's not like he is Kawhi Leonard in terms of his game, but he's got certain Kawhi Leonard isms. 
Okay, so the guy that the ringer has compared to washed Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> that That's, guy is going to be Kawhi. Okay, but see, here's the thing, because it's also Jabari Parker, and I think that's because he's he's thick, right? Like, that's where they're going with and he that. He doesn't move well he to me. Like, he runs the floor pretty well. It's not like he's terrible. Uh, didn't you tell me Jabari Parker runs the floor pretty well, too? I think you told me that on the show one time. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing else to say. Yeah, exactly. I just and I'll ask you the same thing I asked you before the show. If you're gonna go Rui Hachimori, why don't you just go Grant Williams and call it a day? Because Grant Williams at twelve would be way too high. The thing with Hachimura is he only made fifteen threes, but he shot it at forty one percent. If he shoots forty five a little above fifty, makes a little above fifty threes. He made fifteen threes. If he had made fifty threes, at a rate that was even below 41, and he done it at 36, 37. I think we're talking about Hachimura in the top five, not a lottery pick. I mean, it's a small yeah. – you have to wonder if there's a reason he only took that many threes. You know, congratulations on hitting it, but there's a reason that he only took that many threes, at least in my mind. You know, really, he's one of the guys that I'm just not – 60.8 effective field goal percentage. I'll just put it this way, Doug. Grandpappy Edwards always said, if if was a, was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. So, I mean, you have your, all your ifs. but I'm drunk on Rui right now. You Clearly. Really you really are. Uh, you went over what would be the most boring thing the Hornets could do tonight. What would be the most exciting thing that the Hornets could do tonight? Porter. I don't think it's Porter. I think it's trading out of the first round altogether and somehow finding a team that would uh, would take on Nick Batum's salary. I mean, I think to me that the most exciting thing to me is not what happens on draft night. The most exciting thing for me is the possibilities the Hornets could open up by trading the 12 pick if if another team gets antsy and wants to get into the lottery. Have you guys seen this Sports Illustrated trade proposal for the Charlotte Hornets involving them and the Houston Rockets? Because I have seen you told me about it. I am very irate at that, and I can I have I have some ammunition to fire. Why are you Why you, are you angry at the trade? Can I Can proposal? I know the trade? I have not read the trade. Oh, well, hold on. I think it'd be better if just Nod and I talked about the okay, trade. Okay, that's fine. You, you know, <laughs> okay. none of the listeners know either. By the way, <laughs> you, you and you I and your Rui love can stay right over there. I so the trade is. I'm I'm just playing. I'm going to tell you uh, the trade with the Houston Rockets and the Charlotte Hornets. It would be Bismack Biombo and Nick Batum heading to the Houston Rockets. In exchange for Chris Paul, Clint Capella, a 2021 first-round pick, and a 2024 second-round pick. I mean, to me, you make that trade. No, you don't. If you're the Charlotte Hornets, no. I'm getting rid of Nick Batum. I'll take on Chris, I'll take on Chris Paul. It's only one more year than Nick Batum. I'll take on Clint Capella. I like Clint Capella fine enough to bring that, those guys on. And you get draft picks for him. I mean, look, if you're going to keep Kimba Walker, I could understand not taking that if you're not going to keep Kimba. But if you're going to keep Kimba, let's say that you give him the five-year $190 deal, $190 million deal, then and you bring on some type of talent. I mean, that that's what you're tasked with doing at that point. And so bring on Chris Paul and bring on Clint Capella. I'm going to make that deal, especially if I get picks on top of it. So, so okay, let, let's just go over this now. Just let, let, Let's just help, help, me, help, help me figure this out. Okay. So you're talking about getting $40 million Cliff Paul because he's no longer Chris Paul. He's Cliff Paul. Mm -hmm. He's that state farm agent. So we're going to trade for that. That and that $40 million on top of that. 
Then we're going to talk about a 2021 pick who, mind you, you've now just helped the Rockets shed salary. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to be good in two years. Well, and Harden's still going to be there, mind you. So we have all of that. Now you've helped them clear the books. And then the year that they clear the books and sign somebody else in Houston, the year after that, we're going to have their first round pick that's going to be worth nothing. Yeah, I just, I think if you're going to sign Kimba Walker, I don't know, how do you get better with Kimba Walker on your team? So you, you go, you have to get a star at that point. And so if you get Chris Paul and Chris Kimba Paul Walker. Chris Paul ain't a star no more. That's Cliff Paul. But you get somebody that's still pretty good on the basketball court. You're right. He's not He's not the Chris Paul of old. I'm not going to argue that. He might be elevated Ray Felton. No, that's not true. <laughs> he might be elevated Ray Felton just without the Bojangles addiction. Yeah, look, I, I'm not exactly thrilled with having that contract, but he's not going to be somebody I'd rather have than um, – Bradley Beal I mean that's the one that keeps being thrown out there but I'd rather have that trade before I would rather just go straight up for Kevin Love before I'd rather just straight up go for Andrew Wiggins it seems like everybody just wants to move their problems along now Gordon Hayward I would take before all of that because he's only got two years left on his deal so that'd be fine with me because we can't have another problematic white guy now that Frank's gone yeah I would we need that uh, We that we need that in the locker room I would take Gordon Hayward how do you make this team better if you sign Kimba Walker though I mean, so you got to go after a star, and I, I'm all ears, but it just doesn't seem like there's too many stars out there that are on the market for you to go get. Very true, which is – but, again, I think the one, one thing about the Kemba Walker thing, I don't think he signs for 5-190. I don't. I think – Do you think he's, he's gone? No, I don't think he's gone. I think he's walking off that entire 190 altogether. I would – I personally wouldn't be surprised if it's 5 for 175 at this point. That's how much money he's leaving on the table. I'm going to be extremely upset at the same time, kind of relieved. And I understand because like, we're not going to do the tanking thing. We're going to be in basically the NBA Bermuda Triangle. But I can see five for 175 happen very, very easily and kind of okay with it. Not going to lie. Yeah, Clint Capella's contract, it's one year longer than Chris Paul. I mean, you're right. I wouldn't want to be on that money for a long time. I just think if you're going to sign Kimba Walker at this point, it's kind of a throw your arms up in the air and say, what else am I going to do at this point? I think having Chris Paul and Clint Capella, I think I would I think I would seriously entertain that deal and especially getting the picks on top of that. You know, I, I think that's something that I would entertain enough to maybe where I say yes to it. Anyone interested in my opinion? Perhaps. Sure, Doug. <laughs> Go ahead. I like it. No, I don't like it. I love that deal. For the Hornets? Yeah, because it's like the it's the only way. I'm I'm with you, Walker. It's the only way that they can shed Nick Batum's salary and add some talent that could possibly convince Kemba Walker to stay and compete in the Eastern Conference. It, it is it is a lot to bring on. I'll I'll admit I that. I don't think Houston's going to do it. No, I but, wouldn't you know, think this, so I, I love these fantasy trades. I just don't think it's going to happen. But I love the idea, too, of Mitchie getting itchy and just going for it and, and continuing to compete, even though that's what this team's been doing for years. Exactly. Groundhog Day. Uh, Jared Culver, Karis LeVert? Nah, more like I don't Karis LeVert. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's also been compared to Jeremy Lamb, which I think is a Jeremy Sham. Oh! And Romeo Langford. Larry Hughes, I think he's more like Larry Snooze. Hoes, heifers, hee-haws, and hula-hoos. It's the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll take a quick break and come back with plenty more about the NBA draft tonight. Once again, 
we've got a draft show tonight that's going to be extremely informal and we'll try to bring I don't know we might try to do some maybe some type of structure any structure whatsoever or it's going to be just straight up informal as much as we can patreon.com forward slash loh just to hang out with us and watch us do nothing it's going to be a real great time we'll talk about it all next after the break this is locked on hornets now that we have this question, I got. I, I feel like I need to ask this: mm-hmm. Are y'all sweet potato pie folks or you pumpkin pie folks? Pumpkin pie folks. Sweet potato folk. Pumpkin pie. Sweet yeah. potato. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. All right, Doug has to leave, so I got to unload all of my player hater comms so both of you guys can hear them. And here we go. Romeo Langford also compared to. KCP, I'm going to go like more Kentavious Caldwell, nope. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Hate, 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 hate. Cameron, uh, Cam Reddish, been compared to Antoine Jameson, more like Anyon Jameson. Hate, hate, hate. Uh, the big tall guy that could shoot threes, more like Rashard Lewis. Hate, hate, hate. Uh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Keldon, hate, hate, hate. Keldon Johnson to Garrett Temple, more like Demerit Temple. Hate, hate, hate. And uh, Goga Bitaze. To Yusuf Nurkic, more like you suck, Nurkic. Man, you corny! Yeah, I figured that would get a bad one. Oh, man, I didn't want to end on a bad one, though. That's the last one. <laughs> that's the last one. I gotta go. go. Bye. No, Rashard Lewis. Rashard Lewis. I promise that's the one I wanted to say. Oh, Poor God. shame. All right, so that's all. You I, went out lame. I just unloaded those. So, Nada, perhaps if you wanted to bring some player hater comps uh, tonight, you could do that as well, since you didn't get to be. I mean, you did get I to did, be. I participated. I let you know what you I repeated let a you, dung joke. Yes, I did. <laughs> Which is fine. I have no shame. I'm kind of like Doug in that manner. So we went through some scenarios yesterday, Nada, and okay. I'll run them by you. Um, I went with Kevin Porter Jr. If you're looking for a guy with the highest ceiling, we've talked about him a lot. It seems yes. like a lot of Hornets fans would be on board with that pick because he does provide that high ceiling. Is that the guy that you would rather go with if they are looking to swing for the fences? I think it's, I think the only answer is Porter. I think the only answer is Porter. The only thing is you worry about maturity, and we see the we've seen the Hornets have issues with guys with maturity, namely Malik Monk. So it's one of those issues where, like, but not like this where he got suspended from a team though for a little while. True. I, I don't think we've had this type because Malik Monk's maturity. I mean, he he drove a car extremely fast and wrecked one time. You know, exactly. I mean that that's more like the idiot stuff. I don't think yeah. we've seen anything like Kevin Porter. At least what we've seen. I I don't even know if we know what he did. He just violated team rules. That's true. And the thing is, with a guy like him, I just like I again he can score the ball. That and his athleticism, you always take a chance on that, especially that now that we know we have a legitimate development system here. I think that's why you have to take a chance on Porter if he's there. The guy I want them to avoid is Nas Little. And Rui Hachimura, right? Yeah, Doug's Nas no longer Little, here, so he's not going to sing Rui anymore. Yeah, no, Nas Little is on a level above Rui for me. Rui, I can understand because you need a four. Nas Little... Someone needs to tell me what position he plays at the next level. You know, he's kind of grown on me a little bit as I, as I watch more film on him. I still would rather go in a bunch of different directions. You know, he's not going to be a guy that's in my, you know, even top 5 prospects that I'd like, but I'm not going to dislike it as much as I thought I would at the beginning of all of this. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Again, a guy that has been measured as 6'5, six, 6'4 six, and a half, 6'5 in with no shoes on. So you're talking about a 6'6, six, 6'7 six, six, point 
power forward that really doesn't know how to play the game. He's a stay away guy. It's just, do you think he's coachable? Because I, I do, I do think that he can be coachable. He did look lost out there on the floor every once in a while, but he did have a good tournament. The couple of games that he played before Auburn, you know, Nas Little was able to show off his explosiveness. I think he does have an ability to drive to the basket, and he does have a first step that can be explosive at times. I think sometimes he telegraphs it, but I do think you see him get by his defender every once in a while, and I think that can be translated to the NBA. I think there are some things that I like. Once you start to focus in on it a little bit more, and at the end of the day, you at least somebody have somebody with a lot of potential, and I know that can get you in trouble every once in a while, but it's still not going to be like having Roy Hachimura to me, who I don't think has the potential that Nas Little does and, and just doesn't have the athleticism that Nas Little does. Not only does Roy uh, scare me in terms of lack of athleticism, I don't see the skill. I don't see the skill for a guy that's why I would go with Grant Williams instead. I would probably go with Jackson Hayes if he's there instead. There are a lot of guys. Bitsade, another guy. At least we know he's skilled. We know he'll run, roll to the basket hard. We know he'll do a lot of different things. Things with like, with like Nas Little that I worry about are, again, what does he do well? What, what can you tell me he does well besides being an athlete? You're going to have to re- remold that kid's entire game when he gets here because he doesn't even have an idea what he's at what he's going to be at the next level yeah Brandon Clark it, it was somebody that Rod Boone mentioned today we talked with him on the wake-up call just in preparation for tonight's draft and I asked him you know out of all of the guys the Hornets have worked out because Mitch Kupchak you know discussing that he had three draft picks in this draft it means you work out a ton of guys because you yeah. have to be ready for anybody that pops up when you're available you know he, he talked about Rod Boone did at least Brandon Clark being somebody that stood out to him and it was funny because I think the only things that we saw was that he wasn't shooting the ball very well it was a really unorthodox form and this is somebody that you kind of throw out there in five on five situations and he looks a lot better than he does just working out in a gym now he's going to dunk the ball like hell and that's going to be a lot of fun and maybe okay. he shows but it, it's tough to show your defensive instincts working out in a gym where you're you're going up it, against one drills and I agree Brandon Clark is one of those guys I understand if they if he's there at 12 you get i completely understand cuz he's skilled he's got a skill he's got a skills that will translate in a 5 on 5 situation at the next level the only thing i worry about is that if they draft somebody they're drafting somebody with no known skills say what you want about porter and not really being able to play he can shoot are you going to have to tinker with that shot maybe a little bit but everybody tinkers with that with their shot a little bit so I would prefer having at least a known skill that you know you can rely on. Don't get an unskilled guy that you don't know which they can bring at the next level. A lot of people have talked about Jackson Hayes being there for the Hornets. I would like Jackson Hayes just fine. I'd be absolutely cool with that. But he's another. But at least with him, he's got the athleticism and he's got the size to where you can mold that game. Yeah, not. I'm interested to see if he goes in the top ten because. What's funny is the Chicago Bulls have worked him out. The Atlanta Hawks have worked him out. I Chicago. Why in the hell would you draft Jackson Hayes when you have Wendell Carter and Laurie Markin? Hey, look, if they want to draft him, we can have we'll t- we'll talk. I can talk. You want to talk Carter. trade with them? Yeah. Or <laughs> I know that's your boy. Wendell Carter, like, give me Wendell Carter for twelve and whatever else you want. Like twelve and Monk gets you. Wendell what about Carter? twelve and Bridges? You do it. Twelve and Bridges. You go. No. You go for Carter. No. You're not going to do that. So no. almost what you want. Almost except for Miles Bridges. Yeah. No. Again, Bridges is the only untouchable for me. 
the only one. Yeah, I, I just don't see. But apparently he worked out with him. The Chicago Bulls reportedly really like him. So you have to wonder, because everybody's discussing that this draft is going to be the most insane one for trades because people are trying to you know, create cap space. People are trying to move up and down in the draft a little bit more than I feel like we've heard in years past. I, I'm, I'm here for the chaos, but I, I wonder if Chicago gets involved in the chaos. I, I wonder if they facilitate the chaos because yeah. that's one thing I – I wonder, do you, is because we've always heard these rumors about Chicago really being in love with a guy like Lonzo Ball. So let's find out how much they love Lonzo Ball. Let's find out how much the Pelicans love Lonzo Ball, because that would be something interesting for me for people to think about. How much do they love Lonzo Ball? Because if you can move him for another pick, then you get three picks in the top ten, reload. And I think you're going to be okay. It does seem like Minnesota has been the most talked about team moving up all the way to number four. That is the most interesting trade for me because I think Covington works perfectly with New Orleans. Because let's say you they do keep Lonzo and they go one and get a 12 and Covington. You're talking about a backcourt or like a wing situation where you're talking Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, Covington yeah good luck scoring you know and well and 100% and Covington can shoot and they need shooting pretty badly and so Covington bringing him on no I think that'd be perfect I think that's the perfect scenario for the Pelicans that's a sneaky playoff team with Zion and and I guess it makes sense if you're the Timberwolves I like Robert Covington I don't know I understand why he was traded for Jimmy Butler I I guess I could see the situation in both of these scenarios of why he got why he gets traded it's just that seems like somebody you would want to hold on to rather than have him get traded two times in one year you would think so, but at the same time, Minnesota's not really a properly run ship. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think that would be interesting to see them go up all the way to number four. The Locked On NBA Mock Draft is underway. The local experts in every one of their draft room, Jeremy Wu of SportsIllustrated.com, he's got the player breakdowns for you, and Josh Lloyd of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, he's got the fantasy breakdown all on Locked On NBA. Make sure you check it out. It is your last chance today to check out the Locked On NBA Mock Draft with the draft happening tonight. When you're driving to or from work or around town, all you have to do is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Hornets, and we will be right there with you for the entire drive. Thanks again for listening. This is the Locked On Hornets podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to Patreon tonight. That's patreon.com slash LOH, and you'll be able to hang out with us and get our live reaction to whatever the Hornets do, whether they trade up or they stay put at number 12. Thanks again for joining us on the Locked On Podcast Network.